Orlando will come up. Yeah, they they almost won again. Yeah, you know what? Um, I did not like the foul call on on Paolo. I thought that was a pretty clean contest, man. If you can't jump straight up because a jump shooter is going to kick his feet into you, I don't know what you're supposed to do. Well, among other things we we can get into, but this is not the time for that. Uh, by the way, thanks for uh, jumping in midstream here. Welcome to Calling Shots. You are uh, uh, this is the special. Um, Almost four days early, uh, Nerder pre-show edition of Colin Shots. No, seriously, <laughs> I'm I'm joined today by uh, the host of Nerder She Wrote, who is usually the one uh, counting us in and, and making up the agenda. Dave Dufour, who, as always, when he comes on this show, is uh, talking to me while on vacation and enjoying a beverage. Dave, uh, how you doing tonight? I don't know if I'd call it vacation, but I do enjoy a tasty beverage. When, on a road uh, trip, you're you're on a road trip then. If, if That's on a vacation. true. I am yeah. always on a road trip. Yeah, I, it, my life is one perpetual road trip. It's, it's, you I, know, it's, it's like life. I'm Galileo. I mean, I was I was gonna say you were. You know, I was gonna try to pick up name name some obscure 1970s wrestler, but I. Oh but I, no, I no, 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 no! You got to Come on, man! I'm I'm Galileo. Give me give me some credit here. Yeah. What what territory was he big in? No, I'm sorry. Um, so we, I, he, Dave's got me on on the wrestling kick because we've been we've been talking about this uh, all, all basically since yesterday, uh, and um, I've talked to a number of different people about this. And we're gonna start. We just want to talk a little bit about like the World Cup final and start in in part because um, I think it illustrates something very important. I mean, every, people who didn't watch the World Cup final was absolutely tremendous. Um, and I said to Dave, and he agreed with me. And I've talked to other people who are also wrestling fans that it was. If it was a a booked event, um, it was like a masterfully booked WrestleMania main event where they have all the time in the world and they can bring bring the temperature up slowly and then it gets absolutely insane at the end. And that was the World Cup final. And um, it works well in wrestling when it's scripted. It's amazing in like unscripted real sports like that. Well, and the thing is, it used to be better when it was scripted because it, their old wrestling had a struggle to it. Like, the, just the style felt more like a struggle, whereas now it feels much more like a, a dance, you know? Like, they embrace the choreography so much more now. So I would say that even in that respect, wrestling has lost a lot of its luster. But in real life, I mean, it's just like anything else, right? Like, something cool happens in a movie, Oh, that's cool. It's in a movie. But something happens in real life, like it's cooler. So um, the fact that there was no, they didn't have to manufacture drama. It was just real life competition, drama, two of the greatest of all time, right? At different stages of their career. Because Mbappe, I mean, it's funny. He's 23 years old and I'm calling him one of the greatest ever. Um, He's still just getting started. And Messi, theoretically, is kind of winding down. And... It was also cool because, you know, Messi won. No offense to Mbappe. He won one already. But Messi winning was objectively cool as hell. It's like Jordan winning that last title and, and retiring, theoretically. Um, yeah, I, I just it had everything. It had everything. And part of it was, and I hate to give them credit, they put on a damn good World Cup, the whole thing. It built to that. Like, it built. Think about just the first match that Argentina had, and which is funny because I'm I was thinking of it like a wrestling match, but the first match they had, they dropped 
what should have been an easy win. Are, are you suggesting? Arabia. Are you suggesting that they did that they did the job for Saudi oh, Arabia? Now listen, I, I can't say this publicly, but I'd certainly have said that to like fifteen people. I mean, how, how much did Messi get paid to be the ambassador uh, no. for Saudi Arabia? Now, don't listen, don't, don't, don't wanna, get fired, Dave. I'm, don't get fired. Hey, I'm not casting any aspersions. I'm just saying, look, if you were going to drop one, that's the one to drop. Yeah, because then they were good to go after that. But you know, it created some drama, like. You got the nice, you know, little buzz, the media cycle that, that did the whole, is Messi washed? Is Argentina, oh, Argentina, will they make it out of the group? And then they go and win a damn thing. I, I don't know, man. It was a great World Cup. And that that final is probably the best sporting event I've ever watched in my life. I can't, I can't come up with one. Now, there are certainly ones that meant more to me like as a fan or personally or whatever. But when I just come to quality and then drama and, and then magnitude, right? Like the, the, the weight of that, of that match, the fact that that match was the final, you know what I mean? There was just so yeah. much to it. Um, yeah. I think that's the greatest sporting event I've ever watched. And maybe, and maybe it is ever. I mean, there's no way to quantify that, right. but for me, yeah, that's where I went. I mean, I think certainly from like, the moment France got the first penalty to make it two to one, there's there's a video that's that's there's a viral video that's going around that's like a supercut of looking at Emmanuel Macron, like and like when they score the first goal, he's kind of still he's in a suit and he's he's you know buttoned up and he's like yeah and he's like you know a little fist and then by by the end by the uh, the, the the chance they had right at the end of extra time. He is like he's he's his jacket is off, his shirt sleeves are up, his tie is loosened. He looks like he's got like he's sweat through his shirt. Um, I he pro- it's probably just my imagination, but it looks like he's got like you know a day and a half growth of beard, and his eyes are like <laughs> it's just like it's like a dude who in the last hour has just gone through it. And <laughs> and and you know that I think that says, that says everything. Emmanuel Macron is the French mascot, by the way. I mean, you know, he's, a, he's much smaller than most mascots. He's more like the Notre Dame mascot. But he is the mascot of the French national uh, football team. So, you know, it was, it was fitting to watch him kind of go through it with them. I actually, I, I thought it was endearing. And, and like, I, I think about, like, man, if Joe Biden was there, he wouldn't have any idea what was happening. But he would at least be like in it you know what i mean he would have no clue what's happening but he'd be in it i mean i watching that just thinking about it now brings me back to like watching nba playoff games when i had personal stakes in them and it's it's it is the worst it is the (laughs) absolute worst well you know we've talked about this a little bit so like as a basketball coach i live and die i mean i can't help it i'm more like tom thibodeau than i I would like to admit (laughs) Uh, I, uh, I'm not kidding, man. I yell, I, I talk and communicate so much, but I live and die on every possession. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of like the thing. And, you know, other coaches have, have kind of like not picked on me, but like, I think they appreciate it. Like older guys when I was, when I was coaching, because I mean, my guys put up a, a long three, I'm like leaning on one foot, you know, I'm trying to use a little bit of that body English I, and I, I mean, I miss that. So it's it's fun to watch people care so much about stuff. You know, like I just, you know me, I'm kind of like an agnostic about everything. 
Um, I don't care too much about anything uh, if I'm not directly involved. And so uh, from an outsider perspective, I still I find a lot of joy in, in watching other people uh, experience those emotions. So that was cool for me, too. Yeah, there's so many different ways to go from there. Like, it, the, just you, the way you describe that, it makes me, you know, if you ever have heard Michael Mann talk about his moves, any, any movies anywhere, he's always he's always going on about how he wants to like show the heightened human experience, and like you know, not to com- not to uh, compare the World Cup final to Heat or something. I was gonna like say, that, does he mean like heightened as in like high on cocaine or what? Like, what is he talking? No, about? just like the like the, the only like, movie the, the I most... really know is Heat. I, 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 I've seen like i don't know 30 minutes of the miami vice movie i don't know any other michael mann movies like i'm not like big on like i know this guy made the movie you know what i mean unless scorsese yeah you know tom i know tom cruise movies you know like but i'm not like yeah all right uh, all right this is this is gonna have to it's gonna have to be a like we're gonna have to start this side pod with you and sarah todd where I introduce you both to like what? the movies. Hold and, on. And... No, 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 no. I love movies. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm not right. into stuff like, yeah. like, um, I'm not going to deep dive into anything. I like, I like Wes Anderson. That's a director I like. So, you, you know, know what? You know what it is? You know what I just realized is you're not a fan. I'm not. No. Like of anything. I'm not. No. I, I can't, I mean, I can appreciate things. Right. Right. The technical aspects and, and things like that. But I, I'm, no, I'm just not into being a fan. I was having this conversation with someone the other day. I'm not into crowds, but I'm cool being in front of one. Like, I'm good with, I can sit in front, you can put me in front of a million people and I'm good, but I don't want to be in a million people. I can't do that. So maybe that's part of it, but yeah, I'm just not really like, yeah, fandom isn't for me. I'm a casual. That's not, that's not how I describe you. Um, (laughs) It's, um, so, I mean, we, we started talking about the world cup because I did want to use that to sort of, sort of pivot because it's it's something that that sort of over the time that I've kind of been involved with with basketball and sports as a professional, like I kind of got into it because like oh these these stupid narratives bullshit blah 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 blah, and just at a certain point I realized wait a minute the narrative is absolutely essential for the thing that we're doing here, and so that, that sort of brings me to the the bigger basketball-y topic that I wanted to talk about, which is. Making good TV, <laughs> making good TV, and, and telling good stories, and it's 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 sort of, you know, on one hand, like I get, we I think we both get super annoyed with like every time a team wins a game, oh that proves that blah 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 they weren't they don't yeah. have blah blah blah, and oh are the are, are the Lakers back because they won two in a row, and and that well that annoys me. On on the other hand, like we we, we need something to get us through eighty. Yeah. Well, listen, man, as a guy who just did like, I don't know, an hour and a half of podcasting about the Orlando Magic and the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Knicks who are, you know, all on winning streaks. I think living in the moment is actually important for sports because there's too much for me, for my taste, there is there's a little bit too much big picture thought. Like, I hate the legacy stuff, which you and I talk about privately. And this is a nerder, so I'll say it. I hate the legacy talk. I can't stand it. I don't care about your legacy. What have you done for me lately? What did you do for me tonight, as a matter of fact? <laughs> like, what sort of player are you right now? Well, I just don't the- care about the big picture every single day. And it just seems like so much of sports media, and I think it's just because, like, frankly, 
they're boring people and they don't really necessarily <laughs> want to think big like they're not thinkers necessarily right yeah. um but it's easy to catch old guys who who watch sports you know the, with the michael jordan talk oh is michael better than lebron well no of course not and if, and then you get the old guys and they go and buy the my pillow or whatever it is you're trying to sell that's like that's a part of this thing too like unfortunately and so so like i for me man i'd rather be in the day-to-day and live in the day-to-day and then like you know we've talked about this on the show before i like the new thing i don't like the old thing i like the new shiny thing until it's not shiny anymore and then i can tell you why it's not shiny anymore see and that's the difference and, and so, like, I think that, like, you're right, man. You do, you need something. And, like, it's important for fans, I think, to, to see two wins and get excited about it. Because isn't that what the hell being a fan is? Like, if you're not a fan of your team and you can't get excited when they win a game or two, this is why I don't like poo-pooing any little win streak. I don't care if you beat, you know, Detroit twice and, and you got, you know, San Antonio in there. It doesn't matter. It's six straight wins, man. Wins are good. Like, I know that in NBA media, wins are bad a lot of the time, and, like, players shouldn't play. But for me, I happen to like wins, and I happen to like when players play. This is why I like Memphis a lot. So, I don't know. Uh, I, I think that the, the whole – the day-to-day narratives are better to me than the bigger-picture narratives, like who's the GOAT, who should be the MVP – Although I don't, I don't mind the daily MVP race because I think that that's kind of how it ought to work. It is a race, and, and it should be like right now 10 or 12 cars in that race. So it's, you know, The I, MVP race is much more of a race than a lot of things we treat it, treat it uh, like agree. races. Agree, and saying it's too early is so dumb because if you're making your decision based on only – you know what I mean? If you're waiting until March – to say, oh, well, who should be the MVP? No, I think you need to live in the moment a little bit. Um, again, like, the, the, all the joy of the whole thing is in the moment. Because if you, if you start thinking, well, damn, man, I'm about to hit the point of the season where the games don't really matter, well, that's going to get boring pretty fast. So I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't mind the day-to-day sorts of stuff. I, I hate the legacy talk. I don't – look, man, I don't – Kareem is old. He wouldn't be very good in today's NBA. He's like 75 or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's very, you know, there's, there's the, the thing that bugs me about like the legacy talk is, you know what? We have the rest of forever to do that. Well, the off season is good for that. The, when, the, yeah. when a new no, documentary comes out, it is a good time to do that, which, you know, like, I mean, it's a cottage industry of document. We're going to have a friggin' olden Polynesian documentary before it's all said and done. I mean, I mean so I mean, I'm Very I'm kind of here for that. I'm I'm, I'm kind of here for that, to be honest with you. I mean, I was just, what happened to the guy who's traded for Scottie Pippen on draft day? Like, All right, there's our there's our next documentary. There's a, there's a, there's a hook. Yeah, I think that I think that that's box office right there. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm with you. Like, I I think that like we do have plenty of time for that stuff. But but also, and now for you and me working in in the NBA is different, right? Because I think NFL, because they get so, so much breathing time, they do get time to live in that game, either the next game, doing a big preview, or the previous game, right? So, you, like, this is where – and, God, I hate media talk because who the hell wants to listen to media people talk about the media? Um, but it is, like, sort of 
the advantage of fewer games, right? Like there's more time to break it down. And NBA fans in particular, I feel like are left behind because it's such a fast game. And it's not like it's basketball is a game where, yes, I can tell you the ball is supposed to go through the hoop, but there's stuff that happens. Like there's 10, 10 different guys doing different things and sometimes moving away from the objective in order to get a better chance at putting the ball through the hoop. Whereas in football, it's like, you got to get that ball across that line any means possible, right? Like it's an easier game to sort of diagram. And especially because you have downtime between plays and, and there is, it, it, it's easy to educate, I think, because of how much of it is straight line. Whereas basketball, is, it's harder. The, the nuances are so different and it's a different sort of technical thing. Um, and then there's so many damn games, you, you don't get the time to, to digest everything. So, you know, part of that is I think the NBA is built to live day to day and doesn't do a good enough job of it. So, well, OK, a few things there like that's that, that last thing, I think, is what is is is, you know, you you facetiously tweeted out when I when I, I said you're coming on. Uh, what happens if we made you the book oh, of the NBA? Oh, man. So Orlando Magic would be getting a big push right now. I'm all no. in on Project 610, <laughs> man. Like this is they're doing what Toronto. <laughs> we was talked about. We, we talked about Project. We, we, we what was it? Vision Six Nine was Vision that uh, Six Nine? Yeah. Katie Heindel's name for the, uh, the the Raptors, and now we've got Project Six Ten. It's 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 one taller. Up. It's one right. it's one more, so it's better. But the, you know the difference is that they've got a bunch of guys that can dribble. And it's amazing how much of a difference that makes. And, you know, Seth, like, what? We're, this is the third season we've been doing this together? Fourth. You, you've been, fourth. Yeah. And I feel like, God, man, I feel like one of the first things we talked about was how we, what we have learned so far in our basketball lives is that having more guys that can dribble makes you better. And imagine having a bunch of guys who are like 6'10 that can dribble. Paolo. Franz, I mean, you know, he's not like he's not going to lead your offense, but he's a good second option or a third guy. Uh, Markel Fultz, uh, who had a, a a great drive tonight, yeah, to uh, to almost to win the game. Lead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Markel Fultz can can I, get stuff done. I like Cole Anthony, you know, but I probably like him too much. I think he's like a better version of Austin Rivers, you know, once he gets into that sort of role. But I, I just I like what they're doing there, man. And like you know, John Hammond has a dream. <laughs> and I fully support it, man. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you know, starting bull bull at like the three is is it's sort amazing. of the, is the uh, is, is is sort of the 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 magnum opus of of that dream. I I just you know it's funny because they did that in the bubble. Do you remember when they did yeah. ball ball with the Nuggets? Yeah, well, because they had to because they didn't have anyone else. Yeah, but the thing is like. It worked. Bowl wasn't ready for it, but it worked. Yeah. I mean, basketball is a tall guy sport. If you have tall guys who have skill, they tend to be pretty good, you know, if they can stay healthy. And with bowl, it was a lot about health. It was a lot about development. You know, remember, Denver didn't have a G League team. He wasn't really going to get minutes because they were good. So it was a tough situation. And then he goes to Orlando, and it's like, you know, I, I, I like what they've done with Markel. Uh, and his rehab and getting him confident and stuff. Seems like they've done a pretty good job with Bowl. I don't know, man. Things things are working out great. And that's it. Man, uh, 
Jonathan Isaac isn't even playing for him, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's just one like he more. He was going to be a defensive player of the year. <laughs> you know, he was on track. I thought he was on track to be like the most dis- disruptive defender in the league before he got hurt. Maybe, you know, you. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm always you know, slow, team slow down. Um, but I want to get back to. I, I wanted to, you know, get get back to something you said because this is this is a conversation that 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 I uh, I wrote about in the book a little bit. I, I it it came up when I was last time I was on the podcast with David Thorpe. Um, is like the fact that we don't know so much about basketball because so many things just haven't been tried because we've just sort of intuited it's a bad idea. Like, who would win a game between five point guards and five centers? Probably five centers. Really. Yes, probably. Well, five okay. No, I think th- so. Five centers I, I, zoning up, man. Five, five NBA point guards and five NBA centers, or like if you, the the lower you go down, kind of the basketball like firmament, the more I think the centers win. I think at the NBA level, I wonder if the centers would be able to get the ball over midcourt. No, I'm pretty sure that they would. I just, I, think I, the I, I, I win. I, I, I wonder how they get they get any sort of reasonable shot consistently. Is Giannis the center here? No, I think we're, I mean, we're talking, I like, you know, who's who's like an av- I think we're talking like five Jonas Valanciunas's versus five, I don't know, who's like an, who's an average. A league average guard. Who's a league average starting Terry point Rozier. Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier's DeJounte Murray's probably a little too good. Um... But you know, someone in that, uh, in in that sort of range. Yeah, the, I can think the biggest issue gets to just like be, I, you know, you almost know, it's like it's, I think it's I think it's like Jonas Valanciunas versus De'Aaron Fox is almost like. Well, Fox has played better than that this year. Yeah, but still, it's like, but if you like, I don't know. And then but it's and two then points the, per possession. Anytime they get like, and but it's Fox a fast it's a fast break the, it's a fast break the other way every time they have a bad possession. Yeah. So, but but so the, regardless, this is just this is we gotta one of try those. It out. Yeah, it's it's like I got I got it came from I got asked on a project once to 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 like estimate what would happen, and I was just like, "What the fuck do I know?" Like that's like <laughs> we haven't we've we've there's like no it's it would have to we have to like it's never going to be tested, it's never been tested, and so we'd have to like derive it from first principles, and that always sort of makes me a little little queasy because you know we make assumptions about how stuff works. like you're like you're talking about oh they just dump it inside and get every offensive rebound and blah 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 and i'm like well they never get the ball across the court and they look like right both of these things are probably true but which you just one have wins? to try it out yeah you got to try it out yeah um how to yeah i don't know how we got there well we can't even simulate it because it's like <laughs> yeah. this is so this is um you know you get the, you get into the conversation about like ai and, and stuff like that and it's just like this is why AI is much further away than people like want to think it is. Is because it's like, all right, you you know, it's this is the part where you put the fifth center on the floor, and all of a sudden the the, the computer just starts smoking and worrying and and, and craps out because it's like ah, I don't know. This is there's nothing in my in you know my training that that uh, that and I can't actually think for myself, so I have just no idea what I'm doing. So I'm going to run off the road and burst into flames. I think the answer is 42. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well played. Um, I, I, 
I don't know how we got to that. To, to five centers versus five point Dude, five, five, well, five, five centers hitchhiker's guide to the gal. Yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, back to, you know, the idea of like putting, like, I think the, the thing, a thing that bugs us a lot about kind of the stories that people tell to get through the NBA seasons, they're bad stories. <laughs> to and say the least. And that's and, and like and, and honestly like that's what like you know that's what got me into it is like this is what this what is this bullshit we're talking about, but I don't know if I've I've if we've come up with a way for there to be good stories, and I mean I think that like part of the part of the reason for that is I mean you know the the conversation about sort of the quote unquote devaluing of the regular season is sort of constant and and uh, I'm gonna have Matt Moore on later in the week and we're gonna argue about it some more. But, but I just like, how do we, like, how do we deal with it? Like, how do we, you know, like, what do we, what do we, like, I, like, like, I don't, the, the idea of putting, of, of something having like meaning is sort of weird. Cause the whole thing is sort of a construct and, and like, right. I, so I don't, I don't even know what I'm asking, but I'm just trying to, I, I think know. I get what you mean. I, hmm. So I, I, one of the one of the issues, part of it is the way it's done now, right? Versus the way it used to be done, because it used to like the the old school way of covering the league or discussing the league was was more game to game. You know what I mean? Like the game story would be about the game. Maybe you'd get features here and there. Whereas now, like the thing that we're sold more than anything. I mean, just think about how they started. It's watching these guys walk in in whatever, you know, designer or Nike or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, part of it is that the league is a huge branding exercise, first and foremost, right? So the stories that come out of that they are going to be a little weird, right? And, and you, so you have that whole off-court focus that, to me, is 70% of NBA media feels like it. And that's anecdotal. Please don't, like, do the math on that. But that's how it feels to me as a guy who I, I really only care about what happens between the lines. That's the only stuff I really care about. And so to, I, I think that that's, a, that's a big change that's happened just in our lifetime, obviously. 24-hour news and, and all I, of the things that come I, along I wanna, with I want to stop you there um, because I think that, you know, we started we, – we talked about wrestling at the start. And I think we have, you know, the, 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 the decades-long – you know that's how that's how they get you to care about wrestling, and we yeah, have, no, we, no. we have a we have a we have a a an example like you know a recent very successful example of using that stuff to make the thing that happens within the lines interesting. That's that's drive to survive, where you know it's the the masterful thing that that show did was you know if if it, what if, is let's that put it this way oh is that the F one the, the, the F one show. Watch? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. That's okay. And so now it's Americans a but like F one because they've watched all the mess behind the scenes. But but here's the, here's the genius about that show is if F one was covered the same way that that you know the the sort of the rings talk version of American sports are we talk about like three guys the entire year, yeah. and instead be, in in because of putting like putting the backstories and stuff about it. There's reason to care about everything. They give you yeah. well the difference. You know they they really have to push to finish fifth in the in the championship this year, and that like 
It's like, yeah, they got it on the last the last race of the season, and that's a thing, and yeah. that's a thing to be to be. And I, I this um, podcast has really turned into a Dave Dufour personality profile because, like, yeah. like that F one show, like, it has no interest to me whatsoever. If it was a show where they were like, hey, I'm not, I'm, the, we're gonna take the race cars apart and we're that, gonna put them back together, I'd watch the shit out of that. <laughs> you know, I mean, but I would like. I, well, but, but I'm describing real, like, to you I'm why just, it's been successful in. in oh, I know. In, yeah, because yeah, reality TV is is like it's a hook, man. People love. No, it, I, I, but I'm not. Love, I'm not like, talking about why it's been successful. School. I'm not talking oh, about why mean, it's been okay. successful in like in a self-contained way. Like this is this is you know inside the inside the NBA is good TV. But we've, I think we've, we've talked a lot about how it's not always a great, it, it, it it's not a basketball all, show. It, and, basketball it is, show. and it isn't always a great like way to make the, to, to, you know, sell the on floor product of the NBA. And I right. think that that's the thing that I think like the making you care about all these characters. And basically it's the equivalent of, of making you care about Orlando and Atlanta the week before Christmas. Yes. I mean, I, yeah, like certainly selling you that, selling the public, that stuff gets you to care about those guys more, which gets you more invested with them personally. And then you, you know, you buy their shoes, you pay tickets Wait, to see, see them at the game. You're, you're, you're taking it all the way to cynicism right away. And <laughs> yeah. because the first, the first thing it gets you to do is watch the damn race. No, no, which, sure. No, no, yeah. no, no. I said buy tickets to the game. I said yeah. buy tickets to the game. So, but, but also to buy the shoes. Yes. Yeah. But watching the games should also make you want to buy the shoes, which it used to. Um, I don't, I don't know shit. Well, I didn't know anything about Michael Jordan growing up. I didn't know anything except for that. He absolutely dominated on the court. And I watched every Chicago Bulls game that I could because I had WGN Channel Nine That's right. on cable. Right? How lucky so, were we that the one like there, there's yeah, like the you, one channel? Oh, well, no, I mean you, you watched a lot of you know uh, grew up on Bulls basketball and Braves baseball. Atlanta Braves baseball. That's right. And I was lucky because I was Ken Oberkfell. Right? So uh, I lived in Richmond. We had the Richmond Braves. So I saw like Chipper Jones and Ryan Klesko and Javi Lopez. All when they were in AAA, and I used to go see them all the time. I was there when Dion, like, so Dion did a rehab assignment there for a while. Got to see him, like, you know, at the Diamond. So it was just, it was a different world, but also, like, just it that matched who I am. Like, I cared about what that guy did on the court. And, you know, like, I, I wasn't going and drinking Gatorade because of the Gatorade commercials. I absolutely just, did. Man, I never, I didn't know. <laughs> it, was, though it wasn't, it wasn't the mic, I can tell Jordan's you. Until I was 30. Right. It wasn't the Michael Jordan Gatorade commercial that got me. It was the one where they they had like the guy drinking the Gatorade, and there was like the pixelated body, and like they drink the Gatorade, and it like tur- some of the some of the squares turn from like red to yellow. And it's like, see, you're you're hydrated, you're energized. He's like, ooh, that's cool. That's <laughs> see, the one that got me. Nerd, you yeah. nerd. Yeah, I, but you know. but I, like, and the thing is, look, and I understand that I am different when it comes to this, right? Um, I, I do really, like, I can sit down, like, the World Cup, that final was amazing. I don't have a dog in the race. I, I would, it would have been fine if Mbappe would have won. I think it's cooler that Messi won, but, like, I don't care. I'm, I, I just I'm, don't. I'm very glad that, that Argentina ended up winning because I still remember just, like, 
how just off everything felt after in 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 and it's just sort of it was the manner of it as much as anything but i'm thinking back to like 2006 when mm-hmm. you know it was it was zidane was in like the, the the similar situation and then it's like it's you know he scores a goal and, and so like, oh, he's gonna do it and then he didn't he, well, then he just like destroys the guy with the with like you know head butting him or or chest butting him cuz cuz yeah. I learned from that that actually the the it, in when you say you've head butted someone the butt right. is you hitting and the head is the part of the body you hit so he chest butted uh, uh Marco Materazzi and it was just like what just happened that's and then they lost and it was just like you know that that uh the thing we have in sports when you try to like like you know non-scripted sports when we build a narrative up and it builds and builds and builds and then the balloon pops and it's just like okay but listen fuck <laughs> listen man I, lots of people have won a world cup in front of you know the whole world yeah only one guy's ever chest butted somebody in front of the whole yeah. world and i just think you know <laughs> that's something to hang your hat on yeah. you know? i mean but, you know I, it, with the hindsight of the yeah back yeah. to the nba because like i i, I do find this like even though it is boring to me, like if I was a consumer, uh, which I'm not, you know, like, but if I was, it, it wouldn't be what I would want. I totally understand why people like this stuff. Like it's, I know that I'm in a very small percentage that just does not care about any of that at all. Um, so you don't, you, and, so wait, 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 wait. So the, like, I, the, the 2013, the, the, the Spurs in 2013, 14, the combination yeah. of the basketball they played and the stuff that came before it, and I having only lost the, the oh bullshit! I don't, no, I, I don't I believe you. I don't believe yeah. you. It doesn't matter to me, man. I do not it believe. It does not you. matter. Okay. I, you know the reason I love that Spurs team is because they played the coolest basketball I've ever seen in my life. You know, I was spending every day. I was in the gym every single day, right? Like coaching my team, and then I would stay up late and I would watch that Spurs team because they were playing the coolest basketball I've ever seen in my life. And that was the only thing I cared about. Now, Manu Ginobili is one of my favorite players ever. You know why? Super cool. Boris Diaw. Oh, my God, man. Like, and they were all in the same team. Like, that's why I liked it. And also, I'm a huge Tim Duncan fan. I watched, you know, I feel like I probably saw 90% of the games Tim Duncan played in his career, which feels insane, but I grew up in ACC country. But I only cared about the basketball. If they did not play the – if they were just running – wrote pick and roll and you know or whatever i would not have cared at all. i'm saying it's the, it's the confluence though it's like not only that like like the, the oh and you for know. most people yes it is again yeah. the, the, we've had this conversation it's hard for me to relate to sports fans because i'm not like a fan i like sports but i'm not like a you know what i mean it's just different. do, do I, you like story what kind of stories do you like if you don't like like I don't know, man. That's like, I mean, I like fiction. How are you a wrestler? I don't understand. Well, I love to tell a story. (laughs) Okay. I I see. Yeah. But how can you tell a story if you don't like stories? Well, wrestling stories to me, if if you don't, if you don't, if you aren't able to deliver a good promo, like, and especially like it needs to like crescendo, like your, your promos need to get more and more and more intense and they need to be more in, you know, that to me is like good wrestling storytelling is you're building up to something and there's plenty of good storytelling like that, but it's all, you know, those are constructed narratives for sports. That's not, I just, I don't think that way. Now, again, with the world cup, I think that those narratives did 
actually helped create the moment. But that that World Cup, that's kind of a special event, right? Like those those huge narratives coming that basically like at the end of Messi's career is really what that was. That's a little bit different than, you know, I don't know. This guy doesn't doesn't like that guy today. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, and it's I, no, I like now I like the on court. Like, I love what's happening with Phoenix and New Orleans right now, where it's this is a basketball rivalry that's built on the basketball. It's not that you know, I don't know, like they don't like each other off the court. It's no, they they're they're competing hard against each other on the court, and they they're trying to dominate the other. I mean, that that Booker game the other night, man, like he turned it up, and and part of that is because. I really think that they've got some friction there that's basketball related. And I think that, you know, like if I'm, if I'm the NBA in particular, man, I'd be trying to harp in on that. Look, these, this is two really good basketball teams. And you've got some of the best players in the league there. I mean, Zion is incredible. You've got Devin Booker. That's the story. It's, it's mm-hmm. there on the court. Chris Paul and Jose Alvarado is is like you yeah, know, we'll, that's a we'll get real some story. yeah we'll we'll get some sparks there. No, I, yeah. I I think, but it's not it's I don't need to know that Devin Booker looked up to Kobe to to enjoy yeah. New Orleans and Phoenix, and I think that's a big thing, man. It's a you know, but again, we go back to the brand manufacturing versus the basketball. Like, sell me the basketball. The basketball is really good. There's tons of storylines happening on the court, man. Nobody, you know, half. Half the people that watch the NBA don't know who Jamal Mosley is, much less that he might be the best young coach in the league. You you watch the stuff that he does with Orlando. This guy is pretty good, you know. And, and so I just think that there's stuff there to sell. And I mean, you know, and eventually all these stories wind up being told. But I do feel like I, I would love more between the lines narrative, you know, like the Jose Alvarado Chris Paul thing. I hope we get a playoff series with them, and I hope somebody gives us a good. Like, go, go do an interview with these two guys. I want to. I want to hear what Jose Alvarado has to say about Chris Paul. I we won't say what, his name. Well, right, but <laughs> I want to hear and like because I do care about like how these players feel about each other on the court. Like, I think that stuff we could get we could get more into that, um, and, and it might serve the product better. But I just you know the other stuff just doesn't matter to me as much. I think. I'm wondering, just as we're talking about, it, I wonder how much of it is sort of the 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 way all of this stuff seems like it came out of like the sort of post Jordan era, where you know from nine two thousand to twenty fifteen or so twenty 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 like you know two thousand to twenty thirteen twenty fifteen somewhere in there, the basketball was bad. And so had to do something else to give it. And didn't really have a true charismatic superstar. Like LeBron James, an excellent player, but it didn't have the same sort of draw that Michael Jordan had as a player. Um, And then Steph Curry comes along and he's got it. I think Kobe had more of that than LeBron got. Like Kobe, like people would tune into a Kobe game. I don't know if LeBron kind of pulled that same. And this is not to denigrate LeBron. This is just to the masses, right? I don't well, know if is, LeBron is, had the same aura. It's Derek um, Jeter and, and it's Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez. One of them was a clearly a better player, and the other right. one was a, was a bigger star. One hundred percent. And so you know, I think like that that's part of it, but also building around individual stars um, and, and thinking that that you're just going to be able to pick how many guys were the next Michael Jordan, 
Harold Miner. Harold Miner, yeah. Baby Jordan. My God, man. You know, I just like that that whole thing was always kind of bad, I thought, for the league, but also like just like you got to get away from that. And this is where the NFL, like the NFL is about the NFL and it's about team. And part of that is because football is a harsh sport. You just get, you know, a guy can play three years and he's done. And with the NBA, we get more and more longevity. But I, I do, and maybe it's player movement. Maybe the fact that the teams don't stay together very long. You you do have, I mean, American Express now will assure your jersey purchase. If the player gets traded, you can, you can swap it for the new team, not for a different player on the same team. I think that that kind of says a lot, right, about how the NBA is, where it is more of this, like, and I, this is a strong term here, so you know, don't please take it lightly. But cult of personality versus a uh, a team sort of fandom thing. I mean, how many how many people followed LeBron from Cleveland to Miami, back to Cleveland, and then to the Lakers? Probably a lot. You're you're asking me you're asking me to make jokes about certain sports writers, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but but also like I think that is and I don't know maybe that's not unique. I don't really follow. I don't follow other sports all, uh, like that, so um, I'm not a fan of it. That that it, that so. feels pretty. That's NBA. Yeah, that I mean, because now individual players in the NBA have more impact and consequence to their team. So it's like Michael Jordan can be a rising tide. Same with LeBron. So I can. You, you, I you know who? You know who has that? Who like the one? The one non NBA NBA player? I can think that that sort of has that. You know. Wherever he goes, we go. Kind of is Cristiano Ronaldo. Hmm. Maybe. I don't, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I mean it's you know, but yeah. I mean I mean these are things you find out when you're terminally online and like you say something bad about someone <laughs> and they just like get you know, all these these you know the CR seven accounts or oh. yeah oh, or man, or pick a pick a player and and you know that I, that has I, this kind of following and you get that. I, I have not been active on Twitter as long as you like I wasn't in the old NBA Twitter stuff. Um, but I learned very early on that tweeting about soccer is dangerous. You're playing with like actual fire there. It, you know, like uh, that is a whole nother world. Like, you know, people think that NBA Twitter can get toxic and weird. Whew. Well, yeah. I mean, Wait until you have people hitting you in Portuguese. <laughs> well, it's also, I mean, like soccer, there's, there's kind of more, we, because of the you know how many how much scoring there is in basketball, there's always there's a little bit more I think to tether it back to some semblance of reality. Like you can say like you know you could say you you could pick any one of ten players like no oh, I was the best player on the field in a lot of games and it's just like right. you know there's just the okay well he's the best player on the field he played seven, fifteen minutes and had seven points like probably not. Probably not. Like, yeah. you know, let's not. It's, it's not big, all about. It's not all about scoring. But I think you know, it, it gives you a little, at least a guide. But, yeah. Well, now I've dragged this into a whole another conversation. But yeah. uh, but anyway, but the narrative stuff, man. I, I do think that the NBA has enough on the court. And like, what I wish we could do is get to a point where stuff like what happened Saturday with Ja doesn't happen. Um, you know, the NBA has turned itself from a blue it used to be a blue collar league and is now a white collar league and and i stay with me here because this is part of it man john morant and i was in oklahoma city for this weekend 
on Saturday, and I talked to OKC fans that had driven in from Kansas City. Shea Gilgis-Alexander and uh, Josh Giddy both sat out, and Ja got ejected, and they came to see those three guys. Now, that is a problem, man. Now, it's not a problem to the, to the white collar, to the people, you know, the executive suites and those people that the NBA makes most of their money from. It's, it's a problem to the guy who had to save up to buy, you know, four tickets for his family, whatever that costs. And, and in Oklahoma City, let's say it's, uh, I don't know, 200 bucks for decent seats, plus the gas and hotel or whatever. You know, but it's just like, it's, it's a little bit, um, and, and this is an isolated incident. This doesn't happen all the time. But I, I think that the NBA needs to be better with their refs and at instructing them, listen, we need to protect the fans from you. Meaning you need to have thick skin. And, and unless it's really, I mean, it's got to just be so far over the line. And that one in particular didn't seem to be any, I mean, Josh smiling and he gets ejected. Um, so I just think that like that kind of stuff would be so easy to clean up. Just start respecting the fans a little bit more. Now, part of that's going to be like load management is tricky and you got to be better about the schedule and all this stuff. But um, I think that most sports fans don't necessarily want your league to be smart. They want it to be fun. They want it to be entertaining. And I think that the media has, has done this thing and, you know, like they do it in politics too for access and stuff where they tell everyone that they're smart and handsome and, and beautiful to get access. And then they sell the story of them being smart and handsome and beautiful to the public and then, then all of a sudden the fans have been tricked into thinking, well, yeah, the smart thing is that, you know, the best player on our team should only play 40 games a year. I, I don't know, man. It feels kind of gross to me. So, you know, I, I think that that kind of stuff would be the low-hanging fruit I would hit if I was booking the NBA is, you know, get your best guys out there. You, you know, like in wrestling, they would do the road shows, right? Like you have an A show, a B show, and a C show. And they would all hit the town. And the A show had the top talent. You didn't want to catch the B show. You don't want to catch the C show. I, I like. I'm sorry, man. I don't want to see the B show. Give me the A show. That's the that like. If the league would do that, it would be it would be a better TV product. But I mean, it's it's this gets back to you know the combination of the refs and the schedule and and and. You know, and, and, and ticket prices, in, in fact, because I think, like, you know, uh, um, you you price the tickets to a certain high, and it, I think it hurts the atmosphere in the arena, and the the atmosphere in the arena is part of the TV product, and so it's, it's, it's like going it's, like Oracle. Yeah, it's it's you know, and you know, it, if you raise the stakes high enough, in Oracle it can, it can can not Oracle. Um, uh, what, what the hell Chase is anyone called Chase, Chase Center? Center. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, it, it gets pretty loud. So I mean, I'll but... tell you another thing. And even though Oracle is a corporate name, that's, the corporate naming is bad. Yeah. Like, I like, mean, that's qu- bad in qu- cross sports. Was it? Uh, uh, qu- yeah, no, but Quest Field in Seattle, that's a good name. Sure. For, I, yeah. Like, Mill, Miller Park in, in Milwaukee. Like, that's a, that's a, that's a good name. Well, because Miller is ubiquitous with, the, with yeah. what's there, right? Like, yeah. but like, I don't, I don't know, man. It's not. Crypto, by the way, it's not named. It's, it's not named Miller Park anymore. By the way, it's American Family Field, which isn't oh. like awful. On like, that's pretty bad. 
It's not. No, I mean, like it's, it's sponsored by American Family Insurance. But the, the, the truth could have been much worse. Put it that way. Seth, Seth you know, do you know, you know what my biggest problem is? Is that What's sports that? leagues are out to make money instead of <laughs> instead of just being about you know like having a code and tradition, uh, like myself, right? Like that's the problem. It's true though. No, that's true though. It, it messes with my personal sense. I don't talk about this stuff on any other podcast. The, the Nine people listening right now are the only people that get to hear this. Though. Well, and when I publish it later, because they'll be. Oh, God damn it. There are I dozens of us. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm recording. Sorry. Dave, we're recording here. Sorry. We're not <laughs> I just... did not realize. I thought it was live only. <laughs> well, I, I guess I'll finish my thought then. But but the truth is, like, the, the money part of sports really does bother me. Like, I don't, I don't enjoy that at all. Um, I don't like thinking about these guys as, as moving uh, salaries on the court. Um, I, I don't like, I think it actually messes up the product because you have a situation where like Russell Westbrook makes $34 million and you know, like that is actually a part of his status in the league and why he had to like, they had to negotiate to get him to come off the bench. And, you know, like I, I, not to say that these guys should play for free. Um, they, everyone definitely in the NBA makes too much money, um, including the teams and the owners, right? Like they all make too much money. Uh, and so like that part of sports grosses me out. And so the fact that like so much of what they do is only about that grosses me out. So, you know, but I, it's because I'm a purist, man. I, I like love of the game guy. I've coached for free for years and no, bought okay. shoes oh. and lunches <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. But the truth is there's people, yeah. you know what, there's people that would call yeah. me a sucker for that. Yeah. But like, I'm just, that's who, that's the person that I am. And so, you know, when I'm looking at stuff through the lens of my life experience, which is vast and, and encompasses many, many different lifetimes, you know, I've done more in the limited amount of time I've been here than a lot of people. Um, but that's the way that I am. And, and I feel I've like always, this has been an hour long promo. It is. <laughs> so I've, I've been pacing the whole time. I'm in the yeah. hotel. Well, we're, you know, we're coming, we're coming to a crescendo now. So, you know, give us the big finish and we'll, that's it. let's get out of well, here. That's, and so, Long story short, if Too I was late. booking the NBA, if I was booking the NBA, <laughs> right? Because that's where we started here. But yeah. if I was booking the NBA, right, I would be pushing the young guys, and I would not be talking about the legacy of the old guys. Steph Curry, at this point, is one of the old guys. Him winning the title last year—that was the comeback, right? And that was a great story. The see, the story this year is John Morant, Zion Williamson. It's Zion Williamson. It's Devin Booker, it's Giannis, it's Jason Tatum, you know what I mean? And what they're doing with their teams. I, I just, if, if I was the NBA, those are the guys that I'm pushing. Jokic, God, 40, 27, 10, like just stuff we've never seen before. So, like, I, I mean, and I think we are getting there. And part of that is not even on purpose, right? Like the league would love to be pushing LeBron right now, but he's on the Lakers. But, but I, like, I think that that's I think, I, I, you know, this is we're, we're going to, you know, a frequent uh, target of, of the nerder ire. Like, I think there's a reason why it seems to me that in terms of like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but legitimacy, it seems like John Morant has surpassed Trey Young. Oh, is that, yeah. And that's oh. and I think and I but I think that like, you know, it's uh, the like, you know. 
the 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 Booker's the authority like tried to tried to push Trey Young to the moon and, and they did and but, the but Jaws is, just cooler. The difference is in wrestling, I can book you to win and help put you over, and in basketball, you've got to win to get over. You can't be a loser and get over for too long. Devin Booker found that out, right? We were all hating on Devin Booker when he was when he scored 70 against Boston. Now he did it in a gross way. And I bet he he would take it back if he could at this point cuz now he could probably just score 70. Now I get 60 now I get 60 legit on a team that okay. that thinks it's making the finals. Yeah. Pretty damn good, right? Like but but think about it, man. Like our whole thing with him changed once he got some good players around him and started learning how to win. And I think that that's the difference between John Morant and Trey Young. John Morant is a winner. I'm not saying that Trey Young is a loser. I'm saying he's not a winner, and there's a difference. And part of that is that Trey won't play winning basketball with his teammates, and Ja will. Plain and simple. Ja is a better player, and he's a bigger star because he's a winner. Winners get over. Sure. I like. I was. I was. I was thinking of how much wrestling quibble to pick with that, but I, I think we've talked too much about wrestling anyway. Uh, Dave. Um, I appreciate you coming on on short notice. I was realizing that I didn't have a guest for today, and I was like, "Hey, Dave, you want to come on?" Come on. Yeah, so, I was. You know, Dave. I'm I'll, just driving through Albuquerque, New Mexico, doing nothing. You know. Yeah, but uh, you know, thanks. Thanks for coming on. It's 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 fun to actually, you know, you instead of you being the uh, the, the, the <laughs> business like person who uh, keeps Mo and I on task to uh, to allow you to uh, revise and extend your remarks. So it's uh, <laughs> always always fun to see where we go with that. Yeah, I got a little ranty tonight. I, I yeah. like it. I, it's, it's the hotel lobby. It's like decorated for Christmas. It looks really nice. The lighting is beautiful. I've just been wandering these halls, getting fired up. Well, I'm I'm now fired up for when we reconvene later this week. Uh, check us out on uh, Nerd or She Wrote uh, this, this week. That's right. And every week on, yeah. on the Athletic NBA show. Uh, Dave, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, of course. And thanks, folks, for listening. I am going to be back later this week uh, to talk some Nets narratives with Alex Schiffer. And then later in the week, uh, Matt Moore and I, uh, uh, the, the podium bear himself, are going to, get a, I don't know if argue, but discuss some of the, the you know, some of the, the weightier topics Dave was bringing up in terms of fan service, shall we say. So look for those, and I will talk to you all then. Have a good night.